Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am signing on from Turkey. I am in Istanbul now. I've been here for about four or five days. I absolutely love this city. I've been starting my morning with epic Turkish breakfast. If you guys don't know Turkish breakfast, it's like a whole spread. There's simit, which is like a bread. It's like a sesame bread they have. Lots of white cheeses, fruits, jams, olives, tomatoes, cucumbers. It's how I start every single morning. And then a nice big glass of tea. I absolutely love it here. Today, I'm going to the Istanbul Modern Museum to check out some modern art. So I'm just, I'm excited to be on vacation. I'm actually taking the last bit of my maternity leave. My company lets me split it up. So I took most of it when, of course, Mavi was born. And now I'm taking the last month here in Istanbul. And it's just so lovely also to be with Umut's family and for them to meet Mavi. It's been an absolute blast. You can follow along on my adventures at Brooke DeVard. Also, obviously, follow at Naked Beauty Planet. That's the beauty community for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and for your support. Today's episode is with Natasha and Dr. Love from Ustawi. I was really interested to talk to them because one, this is a skincare line that's formulated specifically for people with melanin. And I just think that's really interesting. And it's also a skincare company, of course, founded with a dermatologist and a black dermatologist. So I was really excited to speak to Natasha and Dr. Love about Ustawi and the mission behind it and how it's been formulated and just basic skincare concerns for people of color. I also love that Natasha grew up in Africa and she has a very different perspective about beauty. She eventually became a model, but her looks were not always appreciated. So I loved hearing from her. All right, let's get into it. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode was created in partnership with the Ustawi brands, and I'm very excited to be working with them. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I am joined by Natasha Pogam, the founder of Ustawi, and Dr. Elise Love, who is the brilliant dermatologist who has also helped to formulate these wonderful products for melanin-rich skin. So I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I, I talk to a lot of skincare founders, brands, but I have yet to speak to women of color, Black women that are formulating skincare specifically for people of color, specifically for melanin-rich skin. I've talked to Dr. Barbara Sturm, who's lovely, and she has a whole line for darker skin tones, but she is a white German woman. So I'm excited to talk to you both. I know this line has been a long time in the making, and I've gotten to have like a little behind-the-scenes sneak peek. So excited to dive into everything Ustawi. Before we get into the product, though, I want to start by asking, like, what was each of your relationship to skincare 
growing up. Um, and Natasha, I'll start with you. First, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Congo, in Africa, Congo Brazzaville. And, you know, the relation, when it was a little girl in Africa, especially my mom, you know, for us, it's really, really important to take care of the, the skin. We don't have many things, you know, we don't have the the cream that my mom made, you know, this the own soap with natural ingredient. And for her, it's really important to take care for with the skin. And uh, we nourishing the skin with the um, sea bearer, coconut oil in the body. It was really, really important for that. She beginning to educate, to to, to educate, educate us, you know, sorry for my English, to take care with the skin. She say, she's saying it's really, really important. So I love that. And I, and I love that from an early age, you saw that beauty products could be made, right? That soap could be made, that shea butter could be yes. made. It wasn't about running to the store and just buying something off the shelf, that these are natural ingredients that can be used. So Dr. Love, you are a Black dermatologist here in New York City. Your practice is in Soho and you have been practicing for two years, but I know you've also gone to a lot of school. How, much, how many years of schools do you have to go to before you become a practicing dermatologist? It's a long time, right? It's a long time. Um, so after college, or I guess after high school, there's four years of college, four years of medical school, and then four years of dermatology-specific training. So it is 12 years of training, and then you're constantly constantly learning even once you're done with training. Wow. Well, you look 25, so... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm amazed that you've been in school for so long. Um, I, I do want to hear though, growing up, did you know that skincare was something that you were like interested in doing just from a professional aspect? Like, did you care about skincare growing up? Yeah. So my introduction to skincare and dermatology actually came when I was in high school because I developed severe, severe acne, like the painful, deep cystic acne that leaves hyperpigmentation behind. And I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. And at the time, my parents spent so much money and so much time taking me from dermatologist to dermatologist to dermatologist. And I just remember this process of putting things on my skin. It would irritate my skin. It didn't seem to work for my acne and just feeling this process of overwhelm and frustration. So I would say that that's probably my initial relationship with skincare. And, and it was... Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you, but yeah. so I'm just curious, in Birmingham, Alabama, did you ever see a Black dermatologist? So yeah, so there are two Black dermatologists in Birmingham, Alabama. At least when I was growing up, there were two. Okay. And so we spent four years going to who... My mom's a nurse. So like other physicians would say like, oh, this dermatologist is really great. This dermatologist is really great. And so we would go to all these people with no results. And then my senior year of high school, we finally sought out specifically a black dermatologist. And I tell you that within two months, my skin was clear. I still had the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. It took a little bit more time to get that to go away, but it was... For me, it was in the months afterwards that I, I remember getting ready to go out with friends and being like, oh, like I'm going to be late. I have to do my makeup and then saying, oh, I'll just go out without makeup and just remembering the difference that it made in my life, the time that it gave me back, the confidence that it gave me. And so that's actually where my interest in dermatology came from, just mostly that feeling of empowerment from when my skin was clear and then realizing the importance of just cultural competency, like learning how to treat different skin tones, but also learning the conversations to have so that people can be compliant and feel empowered with their skincare. 
Yes, that's so important. And I'm so happy that you're in practice. I think we definitely need more Black dermatologists. So it's great that you're here. Natasha, I know that you became a model and you traveled the world as a model. I think usually the assumption is when people are models that they felt beautiful their whole life growing up. Is that the case for you? Oh, you know, I when I was a little young, I'm not really find myself the beauty. You know, I'm not thinking I'm so beautiful because I was so different than the rest of my family, the rest of the the friend that I was have, you know, when I was young. So I was so skinny. I was long neck, big lips. So I was so different. So for me, I don't have a confidence to me before. And to move in Europe and people say, oh, you are so beautiful. Oh, I love you. you know, I say, are you kidding me? You know, because in Africa, it was, oh my God, look at her. She's bizarre. She's too skinny. She don't eat very well. You know, she, oh, look at your big lips, you know, and my neck, you know, like a giraffe. They say, oh, look at her. She are like a giraffe. And, <laughs> you know, I was totally, you know, changed my, yeah, how to, to walk, you know, I was like this, you know, like. You uh, would like slump over and not stand yes, up straight. Exactly. And I said to my mom, I said, you know, mom, you, you were saying I have a big lips, but here in Europe, in Europe, people say my lips is very nice, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was very nice. Yes. People spend so much money to get full lips now, you know, like people want your cheekbones and your lips and they want to be, you know, tall and thin. I think a long neck is like one of the most beautiful, you know, traits you can have. Yes. But, you know, for in the specific beauty in Africa and the other place in Africa is not the, the, the beauty, you know, the beauty was you have uh, the good form, you know, you have for me, for them, for me, I was not in the conform, you know. Yes. Well, it's so great that you're now in a space where you can create a line that is made specifically for people with melanin, for women of color. People, I shouldn't say women of color. I should say people of color because men can use this product too. Why was it important for you to create Ustawi? Like what was the spark that said, okay, I want to really create this skincare line for people that look like me? I don't know in US, but in France, the people of color, if I can use your term, people of color don't have a place. You know, we have a really problem to find the good products. And I was suffering with the skin problem, the skin issue, you know, the stress. You don't have, sometimes you walk, sometimes you don't walk, you know, you, you have a child to pay, you have a lot of stress and you use the bad and good product, you don't know. And you have a spot everywhere, in your, you know, and you need the, 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 the you know, to take care of your skin. You go to see the dermatologist. Sometimes you go there and say, oh, no, your skin. We don't know how to, you know, to treat it because, you know, you are, you are black. We, we never treat that type of color. You know, it's, you know, at home, you know, to take the, 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 ingredient, the natural ingredient, you know. I remember how my mom did, you know. And uh, the, the first idea when I, I go back to Africa, I explain all the time that, that that's sorry. You know, I, I lost everything I have in my in my language and go back to Africa. And, and my mom, I, I was crying and my mom said, OK, don't worry, I'm going, we have a plant, we have, we have herbs, I'm going to treat you. For me, when you change, you move, you, you leave your roots and you go in the other place. 
for 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 me, I, I, I'm 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 speaking for myself. For me, Africa was no, it's not gold. Europe is best. The product for in Europe is best. Oh, you're saying Africa wasn't gold, like that you thought that the products exactly. thought the products in Europe were superior to what they had in Africa. Yes, it was the best, but the best the best product Dana was thinking is the best. It never works to me on me, you know. And when I go back to Africa and my mom treat me and it works, it was more efficient than when I was spending a lot of money for that, you know. I was really suffering for to find a good product for me. In Europe, you don't find them, especially in France, the, the good product for the skin of color, you know. You take this made, this brand, this brand, but the specific ingredient for my skin to treat my specific problem, you don't find it inside, you know. And I really wanted to 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 put something who can treat me and treat the people who have the same problem, who have this the same type of my, my color, you know? That's beautiful. And I love skincare brands that are backed by science. So that's why I love that you were involved, Dr. Love. Why was it important for you to get involved in this project, get involved with Ustawi? And then we're going to get into the formulations. But first, I want to hear why it was important for you to, to be involved. Yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, I fell in love with the Ustawi story and I fell in love with the Ustawi team. And so there were like a couple of like being a dermatologist, I'm constantly like bombarded with like skincare lines and skincare brands. And there are things that I love from a science perspective. There are things that I love from aesthetic perspective, like French beauty is it's like where I want to be. <laughs> um, but for me, what came down to when it came down to Usavi, there were like a few points that I thought were very special. One is the idea that it is formulated specifically for people of color. And so in the past year, especially in America, we've seen a lot of companies who are rebranding and they're remarketing and they're including these diverse sets of models. But when you go back and you look at who's really working in the marketing, who's really um, has ownership of this brand and who's really creating these products is not necessarily as reflective as their marketing is. And so this idea of a skincare designed for people of color that is owned by people of color and from the very core of it, from every aspect, people of color are involved was, I think, really important to me. The second thing is, Honestly, just thinking back to where I was last year as a Black woman living in America, being completely overwhelmed by everything that was happening in the media, I just thought that there was something so beautiful about this idea that you could have a touch point with Africa with your skincare routine. I think we're all kind of yearning for origins and yearning for roots. And I think that for better or worse, skincare has been kind of regrouped into the self-care thing. And so this idea that I could do something good for myself and I can take care of my skin, but I can also feel connected to a place that maybe I'm missing. That was very special to me. The third thing is the idea that the products are pure. And I think if we look back at what's been kind of created and originally marketed for Black Americans, not everything that's created for us is like created for our well-being and created for taking care of us holistically. And so the idea that these are natural products that Natasha and the team really care about what goes into the formulations because what goes onto our skin is important for our overall health is important. Um, and so those were kind of 
all of the things that piqued my interest because I say no to most projects, but every time they told me something new about the project, every time I met someone new on the team, and I can just tell you that the energy involved in this is just such a thoughtful energy and the people of color are the focus at every single point. So yeah, it's just been honestly a joy to be a part of this project. It's definitely a passion project for me. And I'm just grateful that I got to be a part of this team. Yes. Well, I love that it's a mix of kind of like botanical plant-powered ingredients sourced from Africa, but they've also been kind of scientifically proven to help your skin. So I want to talk about the niacinamide dark spot corrector, because I think that's something that a lot of people of color deal with having hyperpigmentation. And I know niacinamide is like a super ingredient. I use niacinamide in my skincare, but tell me a little bit about why it was important to create this and and what goes into making this product so great. Yeah. So I think that in terms of the niacinamide dark spot corrector, it's such a smart product because Pigmentation is one of the hardest things to treat in skin of color, and that's because it is definitely a thin line. A lot of the things that we have to treat pigmentation are themselves irritating, and what we know is that irritation can worsen pigmentation. And so when you're treating pigmentation without the care of a dermatologist, I always tell people you have to go slow, you have to test products out because you don't want to make things worse in the effort to make things better. Um, And so niacinamide is just like a hero ingredient for treating pigmentation over the counter because it's something that you can have in your daily routine. And so it's, it's a dark spot corrector, but it's really kind of designed to be meant to be used on the entire face. It decreases your propensity to make hyperpigmentation. So if you get an acne spot, the pigmentation isn't quite as dark. And then it also helps what you have fade away, but you don't have to worry about overusing it or irritating your skin. And so it can be used twice a day very easily um, and very lightweight, shouldn't clog the pores or anything of that nature. So I think it's just like a great product to add into like the routine regimen and to feel safe and confident about. That's great. When products say they're anti-pollution, what does that mean from like a skincare science perspective? Because I see it a lot, but I actually don't know what it means. Yeah, I do think that it's probably a little bit how they do the testing is probably variable depending on the skincare line. Um, I think so for Ustawi, we have two kind of goals in terms of being anti-pollution. And so one is making sure that our products are able to bind to kind of pollution matter, small particulate matter, and completely remove those products from the skin. So that gets to like cleansing and toner, making sure that when you are doing your skincare, your everything from the outside world has been removed. And we did do kind of testing to show that our products were able to bind and remove basically pollution. And then the second thing is kind of reversing the negative effects of pollution on the skin. And so we know that pollution causes oxidative stress on the skin. And so antioxidants themselves are in the same way that they reverse oxidative stress by sun damage, they can reverse oxidative stress from pollution. So it's kind of those like two categories for Stawi. One is making sure that we properly remove everything from the day. We also have a product that actually forms a shield on the skin. Ah, so that this one. You, the, yeah, the mist, bam, exactly. The bamboo water protective mist, which I just thought was a nice hydrator, but it's actually a shield. Yeah, so it actually forms like this small shield on the skin. You can't feel it at all. I love that you're spraying it now. You don't feel it at all, but the idea is that 
pollution matter actually like binds to the small particles in the mist. And so it forms a barrier so that pollution is not interfacing, interfacing with the skin. So I guess there's actually three components. One is decreasing interface of pollution with the skin. Two, making sure that any pollution that interfaces with the skin is completely removed. And then three, reversing the effects of pollution on the skin through antioxidants. Got it. Okay. Thank you for breaking that down. Natasha, back to you on the natural ingredients that you wanted to include. So what were like the, maybe just give us a list of the natural ingredients that you wanted to include. Oh, you know, we are, we have a baobab fruit. Yes. Yes. We have a baobab fruit because it's the baobab fruit. And we also make the, you know, the product, the cream for that. It's really, really many effects, you know, many benefits for that. So, and the baobab, it's the, we call it here in Africa, the tree of life because the baobab, there are a lot of benefit in the baobab fruits. And Dr. Love, I know you see lots of clients. Um, we talked about hyperpigmentation a little bit. Are there other skincare concerns that you feel like women of color specifically deal with? Yeah, so hyperpigmentation is definitely the number one thing for people of color in general. And that's just because no matter what you get on your skin, it can result in post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So it doesn't matter if you're prone to acne, if you're prone to eczema, if you're prone to psoriasis, if you're prone to allergic reactions, all of these things have the potential to lead to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So that's definitely the first thing and the main thing that I see. And that's also why sunscreen is so important, right? Yes. It's why sunscreen is so, so important. And I love that we definitely need to have like a whole re I always have to redirect the reason that we use sunscreen and skin of color, because I feel like a lot of marketing for sunscreen has been directed against you use this because you don't want to develop a sunburn. But for us, it's one, you want to protect your skin against sun induced damage. It is a cause of aging and but it also worsens hyperpigmentation. And so that's like a big conversation that I have to have with all of my patients is that you are completely wasting your money if you're not using sun protection with anything that you're using to treat hyperpigmentation. Yes. Yeah. And there's also skin cancer too. I mean, people talk about aging and like your, yeah. you know, your skin not looking good, but there's also like the very real threat of skin cancer that people of color are not immune to um, that I feel like needs to be part of the conversation too. No, yeah, there is definitely a, still a risk of skin cancer within people of color. And I diagnose them like in my office, not all of the time, but it definitely happens. And especially for people who are from the Caribbean, um, from like really like intense sun exposures, um, they're at even increased higher risk just because of their cumulative sun exposure. Yes. What's your go-to sunscreen? We've, I feel like I've been talking about sunscreen so much on this podcast the last few months, but it's important for, for summer. What's your go-to? So honestly, my um, some someone's gonna call me a bad term. My go-to sunscreen is actually a sunscreen within a moisturizer, just because on day to day it's how I make sure that I get it. And so it's the La Roche Posay Double Repair with SPF. And then my go-to dedicated sunscreen is since tinted SPF. It is a completely mineral SPF with a tint that looks good on skin of color. It's also super lightweight, blends in, like highly recommend. And they actually did some data to show that it, they did it with the non-tinted version, but it's um, essentially showing that it can reverse some sun damage. Wow. Okay. Isden, that's very impressive because I have yet to find a mineral sunscreen that leaves no white cast. So that's a strong... Yeah, try that um, one. Yes. Okay. Sorry. And you were saying the second yeah. thing that 
people of color deal with when it comes to skincare? Oh, yeah. So the second thing is, is when it comes to aging, we age differently. And so I see, I'm really lucky in that I see every age and I see every skin type and and lighter skin tones, definitely the thing that first gets them into the cosmetic realm of dermatology is fine lines and wrinkles. But I have most of my darker skin patients, the first cosmetic thing that they're doing is actually readdressing heaviness in the face and readdressing volume loss in the mid face. And so fine lines and wrinkles aren't necessarily as big of a complaint for us, but just that sensation of all of a sudden I woke up one day and my face just feels heavier than it was before is a very common early complaint. Interesting. And so what do you do for face heaviness? Sorry for my ignorance. I just, no, that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not sure that I've ever come across this. Yeah. Um, so filler. Um, so basically, essentially what happens is that filler is able to reposition. We lose a little bit of structure in our cheekbones. And I think that's one of the reasons why we notice it so early or first is because one, we develop fine lines and wrinkles very late. But usually um, if you have very defined cheekbones, you're like used to that lift that they give you. And so we can use filler to kind of like recreate some of the definition that is naturally lost with age. Interesting. So could I get Natasha's cheekbones if I got filler? (laughs) You could get Natasha's cheekbones. I do not recommend it. I think that everyone should celebrate their like natural bone structure and your bone structure is beautiful. Yeah, I was asking if, if I pay for filler, can I get your cheekbones? <laughs> Brooke, you know what? This is was the big of the complex of my life. <laughs> I would hate it when I was little young. These cheekbones, the lips, I was had that. Yes. And when I grow, people say, oh, when it, you are like uh, Johnny Jackson, you have this. I say, what? I need to broke it, you know, I need to broke <laughs> it. And today, when people say, oh, do you? I say, no, no, it's natural. Yes. <laughs> it's natural. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, I, Dr. Love, I know you know so many people pay a lot of money for Natasha's natural features. Um, Yes. And I mean, I think, I think, I think all of us on this conversation today, we all have full lips, which I feel like I've always embraced my full lips, but now I'm really realizing like people really crave having full lips. I know a lot of people that have gotten lip filler and it does make a difference in your face. Um, One of the questions I have is vitamin C. For the launch of Ustawi, you focused on three products. You have the bamboo water protective mist, which we just talked about, kind of creates that shield, um, but it's also hydrating as well, right? Yes, exactly. It's still a mist. Yes. And then you have the niacinamide dark spot corrector, which we talked about, and then a vitamin C. And I see vitamin C comes up quite a lot with you know, skincare concerns around hyperpigmentation. Why was it important to create a vitamin C serum? Yeah. So vitamin C is does everything in terms of the problems that Usawi is trying to address and the audience that it's addressing it for. Vitamin C is really kind of the gold standard. And that's for two reasons. One is when we talk about pollution, one of the things that pollution does is that it creates oxidative stress. And so oxidative stress leads to premature aging as well as probably other additional skin concerns. And so vitamin C is an antioxidant, so it can help neutralize that oxidative stress. The second thing is pollution is a mouse skin irritant. And so there's data to show that pollution can actually worsen disorders of pigmentation. Like if you look at melasma, melasma can can be worsened even without sun in a high pollution environment. And so 
Vitamin C is also really helpful for regulating pigment production and it can mildly, if formulated correctly, it can mildly help to decrease hyperpigmentation. And so for that reason, the fact that it decreases oxidative stress from the sun, from UV exposure and pollution, and because it also helps to improve hyperpigmentation, it's really kind of one of the gold standards of products that I think people should have in their routine. And what percentage of, is it L-ascorbic acid that you use? Like what percentage of the active ingredient is in this product? Yeah, so we did not use L-ascorbic acid. We actually use something called ascorbyl glucoside. And so the two reasons that we did that are, one, that product is more than 90% naturally derived. I want to say 93% naturally derived. And one of the sources is the biobob fruit, which is a natural source of vitamin C. And so the reality of L-ascorbic acid is it's incredibly difficult to stabilize. And so to stabilize L-ascorbic acid within a natural product, we just weren't confident that we were going to be able to say that this product is active throughout the shelf life. The second reason is L-ascorbic acid can be irritating to the skin. It is great for the person who can tolerate it, but sometimes it's a little too irritating. And so ascorbyl glucoside is a more stable version of vitamin C, and it's also a more, it's a gentler version on the skin than L-ascorbic acid. And so that's why that option was chosen for the formulation. In addition to the biobug fruit. Yes. Can anyone use these products? I know they're formulated for people of color in mind, but you know, my fair skinned Turkish husband, can he use these products? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that's kind of one of the things that I think makes Usawi special is these products are amazing and pollution is a problem for everyone. And so there's no reason that other skin types can't use these products and can't get benefits from these products. It's just really kind of a a mindset and a culture set that we want to specifically speak to people of color, um, but the products obviously can have a broad audience. That's great. And Dr. Love, what's your philosophy around skincare? So yeah, my philosophy on skincare is that it's really not that difficult and it really should be simple. It should be fun and it should be easy. It should be something that we approach with enjoyment as a way that we take care of ourselves, but it shouldn't be something that you feel like you have to have a chemistry degree or you feel like you have to spend hours and hours on the internet to properly figure out. Um, And so everything that I do is, especially when I see my patients, is trying to reassure them that they can like throw out half of the stuff that they're doing and they can simplify their routine. So much of what we see on our skin is related to stress. Not everything. Stress isn't the answer. Like stress doesn't cause everything, but so much of what you can do for your skin is paying attention to your diet, being physically active, moving, spending time with family, having that glass of wine with like people that you care about, all of those things are important for your skin and probably more important than doing seven or eight skincare products at night. As as a product junkie, that's a harsh <laughs> reality that I just need to embrace, but it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. if, if people want to really pare down their routine, what are like the three or four products that you think everyone needs to have in, in a good skincare routine? Yeah. So I think a gentle but effective cleanser is essential. I'm I think that that's probably the most underrated thing within a routine. I think SPF is important. Um, An SPF 30 that you wear on every single day, and then maybe an SPF 50 or 70, depending on what your skin type is, that you wear on high sun exposure days. 
a retinol or retinoid or retinol alternative like Bacuchiol to kind of slow that natural process that causes us to age over the years. And then an antioxidant such as vitamin C to kind of reverse some of the effects of living in urban environments. So reversing the effects of sun and reversing the effects of pollution. Those are like those are the keys. Okay. I didn't hear eye cream. I didn't hear a liquid exfoliant. I didn't hear an essence. I didn't hear a lot of stuff that we spend time doing, but you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah, exactly. That's great. My final question for you both, and I ask all of my guests, and it's when do you feel most beautiful? You know, when you are with my I have um standing with my family, you know, I'm here to see my my children, you know. They are so happy. They are in the, they are the good health, healthy, healthy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, to see the, you know, how my children laugh the morning they are in the good, healthy. It's, I I think it's really, it's feeling beautiful, you know, and uh, the world is changing, you know, now we, we understand people don't want uh, something light. People need authenticity and all of those things, and I, I feel happy and feel confidence and feel beautiful for all of this, you know? I love it. Dr. Love, what about you? When do you feel most beautiful? Well, now I'm going to feel vain, but I would say for me, it's probably during or right after Pilates. I'm like obsessed with Pilates because I think that it's this really great time where you get to check in with yourself. You kind of zone out from anything else that's happening. You get to rebalance, you get to restructure. And you also, there's something about moving, moving my body, about sweating. I probably, I would have said running a year ago, but yeah, I think there's just like something in remembering how powerful we are as individuals that workout reinforces for me. And so that's when I feel most beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking with you both. I'm so excited for Istawi. When does it officially launch? Like when can people have the product in their hands? So pre-sale is early July, but it should they should have it in their hands by early fall. That's great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Natasha and Dr. Love for coming and speaking with me. I so appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you to you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation that I had with Dr. Love and Natasha. 
Ustawi is actually, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, July 5th, pre-sale has just started. I'm really excited about this line. I think it's going to come out in September officially, but it is available for pre-order if you want to go check out the site. I'll leave everything in the show notes. Thank you again. And next week, we're going to be talking about mental health, which I'm really excited about. All right. I'll be back on Monday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.